Christmas! Spooky season! It's witches and warlocks and gremlins and Oh my! Ghouls. It's haunted! It is haunted. everything scary, everything good about the world. It's chilly. The leaves are all <laughs> everything like... Everything scary, so everything good about the world. <laughs> it's cold. And leaves are all like orange and it's perfect. Although today it was actually really nice out in the sunshine. It was so cool though. It's, uh, it's I, so... I had on a tank top. Never. Not once did you have a tank top. Uh, yeah, under. Yeah, of course I have underwear and a bra under. No, my... I actually had my jacket off. No, it was like it's in like the sun. I did. 54 degrees. Uh, so. It okay. was not. Well, it was warmer right. than that. She's dramatic, but it was cold. But it was beautiful and brilliant and I love it. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Really? Oh my god, we haven't, you know what we haven't done? What? Can we? It's kind of embarrassing. We can't, we still can't cheers. <laughs> I love cheers. that she's, she still won't let us cheers. We've, cheers was, to the queers. Cheers to the queers, cheers to the queers. I love it. No, it's good. And the witches. Especially, and the witches, and the bitches, and the queers, and everything, everything this whole the month witches, represents. The bitches, and the queers. What is that one? What is that one quote? We are the granddaughters of the witches you could not burn. I Ooh, love I it. Like yeah, it. so we are the granddaughters of the witches you could not fucking burn. <laughs> Fuck you. I love this month. Happy October. Happy Cheers October. one more time. <laughs> I was excited. It was a very excited. Cheers. Um, how was your week? Really good. We are um we have a house guest right now. Um, Tell little, me about him. Little puppy. <laughs> He's very handsome. I'm very cute. And uh, so that's just been a lot of fun. The kitties yeah. aren't exactly too thrilled about <laughs> it. But, you know, I mean. They're not over the moon. No. I will say. But they, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. I've yeah, seen them I all mean, together. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing um, okay. They're handling it okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely scary season for them. Yeah. Well, how about for you? Scary season started. I see right behind me there's a skeleton hanging up. Uh, to my left, there's two skeletons. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll even take some pictures and put them in the show notes. Uh, Evie's house is always dope for Halloween. Like, it's fun. Well, we haven't really decorated yet. Yeah, but you have some stuff going on. I mean, you got this skeletons. This is all I, stuff for outside. I can see three skeletons in my peripheral right now. So. Yeah, but you can kind of see those here around. This is, That's those one. will go outside. Okay. Fair. And and once we, I'm not going to tell everybody what our decorations are going Ooh, to be. I'm so excited! But it's a really good one this year. And once we get it done, I will uh, definitely post pictures. Awesome! Yeah. Um. So I have, I decorate a little bit. Well, last week I went to my aunt and uncle's house. And I got the pumpkin. I got you a pumpkin and got us a pumpkin. So I got a pumpkin. I got a fake pumpkin. And I do have a, some sticky hands, like ghosty sticky hands. To uh -huh. put, but I'm in an apartment. Yeah. And there's. I mean, right now we have a couple like a dresser and like five things on our little patio because we've been painting and my sister's in Boston right now, actually. So while she's in Boston, she kind of left the shit out there. So it's hard to like decorate because we have like a lot of paint and painted stuff. But um, yeah, it's both like my sister and I were big fans of the holidays. So yes, we definitely is, want to decorate. This and is definitely listen, the best holiday. It is. And it, but. But, 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 this is my whole favorite time of year because you know what comes next and you know what I love. I love the winter and that is right around the corner. So she likes the death of the earth. I love it. I, actually, I do. I like the decay. Um, so yes, the Halloween. Death, the rot, the depression, 
the also heck? the rebirth can we talk about okay, what that's what i'm in so december 21st is my youngest sister's birthday and on top of that that's also what isn't that like this that's spring the, equinox? No. The, no 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 it's but it's the that's, rebirth that's the winter it's solstice win, the solstice so that's so when that's the official beginning of winter the sh- no 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. yeah 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 so it's the shortest day of the year but then it starts getting longer each day. right it is it is the day that marks the like rebirth of the sun Yes, the okay. sun god who like comes back to life, and sure. the, so the days get longer. You know way more yes. than I do, so I don't know. Yeah, so that's me, all but, true, okay. but it's still not spring. Spring is not until I March. hate spring. Spring is bananas anyway. It's always muddy, and it spring never is happens. The best Spring's season. the worst. That's no. the rebirth year. No, fall is it's the best. It's a whole year of spring inside my head. Fall, winter, summer, spring. In my opinion, no, to no, me, no. Winter, fall, summer, spring. To me, it's. I like the extremes. I love winter. I love, listen though, listen, just hear me out, okay? <laughs> hear me out, okay? Like six to like 15 inches of snow. Oh, gross. Yes, Seth. You stop. lost me already. Stop. So like really charming. Everything is like, everything is white, like blanketed white. That snow in the way that when you're like driving, you turn and you kind of like almost 360 and it kind of gets you. And it's like, nobody goes anywhere. Everybody goes slow. Like you order food, it's like yeah, you put somebody else's life at risk. Well, I'm actually I work for the company that you order food from, so the people that I know are the ones who put their life at risk. So in a sense, I'm the one who puts my life at risk. That's fine. But um, (laughs) no, just winter is so charming to me. I love snow. I love the smell of snow. I love the looks of it. Oh my god, I love walking around. Like so, my favorite thing used to be when I lived in Boston. Boston is one of the most charming towns ever. Like I think it like invented charm because it's so old, you know. So it's all cobblestone and it's all really beautiful in the Boston Common. But going walking through that fucking city in the middle of the night in winter, there's nothing like it. And it's like blanketed snow and thick and beautiful. And there have been times. There's one time I remember. So I had a girlfriend for a million years, and we lived in Boston together. Um, and she worked at a place in uh, the financial district, which is like, to me, it, it's almost like kind of funny because Boston isn't. I don't know. It's way more college and artsy than financial. And I mean, I get there is a financial district, but it was always kind of a joke to me. So, like, she worked right downtown in the financial district. But I remember one night visiting her, and then I parked probably about a mile and a half away because I used to work uh, about a mile and a half away from her at an Italian restaurant. We had parking, not parking for that restaurant, but we had discounted parking. So I'd park there anyway and walk around the city. And I remember that walk back, and I swear to God, Evie, it was one of those moments in my life where I like stopped and I looked around, and there was literally nobody else in the whole city besides me. And the snow was like thick. And it was, I was like, this is a hundred percent magic. Like there's not, I wasn't listening to music. There was nothing else. I was, it was just me in the city alone. And I was like, this is brilliant. And it was one of the best moments of my life. And so lovely. And I do. And I capture those a lot. Like Michigan does offer that too. I have been stuck on a couple dirt roads before, Mm -hmm. like driving where I'm like, holy fuck, like snow to me, it transports and it is magical. So I get it. Like, there are things about summer that you, that's incredible. Yeah. See, for me, like you're talking about like a yep. nice, hot, humid yes. summer night 
where the crickets are chirping for sure. and the stars are out and the, there's like no light pollution happening and I mean there are trees as tall as the stars I mean that to me is yes the so it's the polar lightning bugs and oh I well I think it. we're both talking about like the thick of the season because like same with winter like when you get that like thick and especially like one of the special things about Michigan is there are so many places that are close that um aren't polluted by light like we're like a told you before my aunt and uncle live in Port Austin that to me it's yeah, a two and a half hour drive away a dark uh dark I can't remember what they call it like a dark night preserve yes, up there well there is well no I mean up, no there is up in the thumb oh really yeah I'll have to look because I know up by Manistee there is I know there's yeah. a big park up there there is one uh kind of in the middle uh north yeah, I mean there's the nothing yeah. up there it's, so even like Right near Port Austin. I, I took a bunch of pictures last when I was there a couple weeks ago. So I was trying to get the northern lights. They were you could supposedly see them, but it was so cloudy, so I can fucking see yeah. them, which made me so sad. But winter is a great time to see the lights. Um, but it is so dark up there. Like it's. I feel like we're in the same place, but just with that fundamental difference of like hot versus cold. Because mm-hmm. I love the the like solidarity. Solitude, solitude, solidarity. Solidarity is like you are like, um, yeah, okay, in the struggle with like you're you're. you're... I'm in solidarity. Yeah, okay. So solitude. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm not good with those. (laughs) So the solitude, I love that. And then like with the snow, and like I said, that moment in Boston was one of the best moments of my life. I will never forget it. Like I've had it in Michigan too. I just—it's the cold. It's the yeah, cold no, aspect. Because you I can cannot... get the same thing in the sun. Though. You can get the same thing in like the summer. That kind of mid thick part of the season where you're just like living it and enjoying it. Like I get it. And there's part of me that like okay, like I've considered moving to Florida, not because of for any particular reason, but my dad did live down there, and just some things that have happened. I don't know. I've always kind of considered it. And it's funny because as much as I love winter, I love weird ass Florida. I love the subtropical <laughs> weird part of it where it's like the weirdo people live there. There's like crabs and alligators and like it just, I, I lived down there as a kid yeah. and there's so, and aardvarks and these weird ass <laughs> adventures I took. There, I'm, I'm very drawn to that too. I could do that too. Cause I feel like I just love that like weird solitude moment in time of a city or a place or something that you can really just like ingest and be there and winter for me in Michigan it offers that and in Boston but yeah I mean well and there's also some really fun funky parts of Florida where funky is fun you know weird weird people like and I'm not talking about like Florida man weird I'm talking about like cool weird <laughs> well so i lived okay well my dad lived on an island off of fort myers called pine, pine island now it was um i want to say it's about a 14 mile stretch something like that uh the the northern tip of pine island you can see sanibel i don't know if you're familiar with sanibel but sanibel is one of like the more popular resort places it's kind of off of naples off of fort myers yeah. it's an island it's a really like it's one of those places it's not much like spring break, but it's more about like your wealthy parents go to visit, you know? Oh, okay. So, um, that's why I don't know. About yeah. It. So, well, Pine Island was this, like, it, it was your Florida man. It was your bail jumpers. It was your people like dodging child support. It was people <laughs> like fucking living with no, like a, you know, a 200 credit score, just living like, but it was colorful and weird. And there was a, 
so I lived there as a kid. I lived there in seventh grade because my my moving, my interest in moving started at a very young age. And as soon as I could you got move, that from your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as I could move, that was about seventh grade. I moved on with my dad, and my dad was great then. But my stepmom is the one who really took care of me then. But regardless, I would have I would have gone on my own because it was like an adventure. And I remember I went there the summer before and saw an aardvark, and I was like, I need to fucking live here. So I moved that next year. Moved in with him. <sighs> And I just remember it being like this weird ass, amazing experience. There was like a, a baseball diamond that all the kids, like the island kids would play baseball in. There was um, all these like, you know, my dad lived in an apartment complex, but next attached to the apartment complex was like a motorhome place. And then behind that was like a swamp, full ass swamp. And nice. like you could, you could rent canoes, but you could also just take the canoes. So it was there all like, <laughs> so we would t- literally take the canoes with and I'm not exaggerating when I say alligators all over. There were signs for panthers. I never saw one, but there were signs for them. There were crabs on all the beaches. Like, it was such a fucking adventure. Like, I can't even... And I will forever, to this day... And there were, like, there were like um, pineapples planted everywhere. So there were pineapple... They're not actually trees. They just grow out as, like, plants. And then there were orange groves and orange trees. And there were, like, again, anteaters and weird things and weird people and everybody dodging bad. It was a, it was an, a fucking amusement park of a life. Yeah. And I would have 100% do it again. So there is something, like, and I get it. It's super hot there, though. It is subtropic. So yeah. it's But it was so cool. Like, I would 100% I would do it. Still one of my favorite lines from some TV show somewhere. They said something about like, I don't understand why he moved from Hawaii to Florida. Florida's for people who don't know about Hawaii. That's a good point. Well, <laughs> Hawaii is, so So I lived in Florida as a kid and I lived in um, California as an adult. Mm-hmm. Now, California is more beautiful obviously i lived in san diego and i lived in la it's beautiful in a different way uh-huh. and then you got cliffs but you also it's so there's so much commerce there. there's so much money there's so much everything else listen is you know as an adult now i have a lot of time to think about it and like i've lived in some pretty expensive places and like the only kind of unexpensive place i lived in was like with a kid like when i was a kid in florida that's you know, and I've looked at that place like from time to time, and it would—it's—it's it's one of those places that people are like, I would never move there, especially as an adult. Because, but then there's this part of me that's like, so yeah, California was amazing, but the parts that were like expensive and whatever to me were not amazing. It was yeah. kind of douchey. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about the people there. I don't care at all about the industry there. I don't care at all about. I'm never gonna try to make it because I'm not. I mean, I've already made it with this podcast, but you know, but I mean, like <laughs> so famous, but like LA, like it's, I just literally couldn't care less about it, but it is beautiful and it does, you know, we've talked yeah, about I this. mean, I loved living in Los Angeles. I mean, there were a lot of things to love about it, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot to not love about it. Well, the things that to not love about it thing, are the things that we haven't, yeah. Like and that's the thing that like, whenever I go back, like that's the stuff that reminds me okay this is why i cannot live here and i mean traffic is a huge part of that oh my god i mean it really is driving in the Brea in the morning having to drive from the studio so like on the Brea to having get to the to town drive three <laughs> miles <laughs> i know and it takes an hour i told you it's so my just awful my girlfriend at the time worked in culver city and i worked on um the in the studios what is it link Lankersheim? 
that road that was like north. So we lived at like Melrose and Vine, but I'd have to get on um, Melrose. I'd have to get on the 101 from Melrose to take it north to like Burbank. Mm-hmm. And she lived like worked past Venice. Yeah. yeah. So Burbank to Venice right. in the mornings yeah. and yeah. in the afternoons. It was so fucking insane. Yeah. But so Florida. Okay, so obviously it does not offer that, but it offered this kind of like different, like wholly different thing. Like it was just so shitty and so crazy and so whatever that was the antithesis of those beautiful sunny places. Like Florida was beautiful and sunny, but everything else was like, well, fuck you. I'm not this. I'm not going to make it. Not only am I not going to make it, I'm going to destroy everything that would make you think that I would have the potential to make it. And so that's where I've always kind of like, with the idea of Florida where I'm like well I could you know I could start a meth lab and move to Florida honestly not a meth lab but I could honestly there's no part of me that like would be against like getting one of those little fucking drive trailer like one studio apartment trailer things drive down there and just park my fucking ass right there where I could see the alligators feed them hot dogs um and just walk in the streets that were all made of shells I love that. I think that sounds like a dream. It could happen, though. It could. I've done I, every other dream I've had, I've experienced. Oh. Well, thank goodness I haven't experienced every single dream I've had. Because well, not every dream, but I mean most of the dreams. where I was yeah. waiting tables and my table oh my and I was slammed and my table wanted chocolate sprinkles in their water. So I'm running around the restaurant looking for Ugh. chocolate sprinkles for water. Like, what the fuck? Server dreams are the fucking Server worst. Server dreams are the worst. I haven't had one in a long time, but I had one probably about a week, a week ago. And it was, again, I always end up having these dreams at parties of like about 14 people. And that's always like a kind of a random number. And I make jokes with them, but I can't get ahead of it. I can't get ahead of it. I can't move. And so it's always like, I'm always like, it's so, if you've never waited tables, server dreams are the most fucking They're stressful stress. things ever. Pure stress. Yes. Okay. So God, we talk so much. You talk too much, Evie. Well, you know, I'm a chatty Kathy. I'm not. No, I don't no. like that. Chatty Kathy. I'm not Kathy. No, you're a chatty Evie. Am I chatting Nicole? I talk a lot. Hashtag Nicole is perfect. Hashtag Nicole talks a fucking lot. <laughs> and I love it. All right. Well, Every uh, second of your voice. It's like music to my ears. Oh, my God. Should we get to Let's our topic? Get okay. to the topic. Monty Python. That was courtesy of Monty Python. I can't remember which movie, though, if it's the uh, 
I can't remember if it's the life of Holy Brian Grail. or the whole, I think it might be the Holy Grail. Yeah. I've never seen Monty Python, so I don't know even why I guessed, but well, I just know that name. But I feel like I would like it. It's one of the it. two, and it's. I feel like I'd like it. Classic. Yeah, you think I'd like so it? So, what do you think? What do you think our topic is tonight, Nicole? Fucking witch hunts. Witches. Witches, bitches, queers, queers. They're all yeah. Witches, bitches, and queers. It's it's really actually a um. It kind of runs all together. That's what we're going to get into tonight a little bit. Starting with witch hunts. Yeah. So we wanted to kick off October with some mm. fun witchy stories. It, the, the whole, all of October is, again, it's our spooky season. That's where we're going to like get into all the like, our like some scary topics. We have some really fun topics coming up for you. It's haunts. Spooky all month long. Oh. Horror. horror we're whores for horror yes no for real though like I for love real. anything scary yeah so me too we're getting we're gonna i saw a in. meme today that said something like uh they're the people who will only watch scary movies in october and then there's me so my favorite thing in the world is scary movies I and anybody anybody i know can attest to that and there's so few people that will watch like i literally just watch scary movies by myself my nieces and nephews love them kylie She'll watch anything with me. Jaden, he'll watch anything with me too. Jaden gets a little like he's kind of partial to like the like gory kind mm-hmm. of stuff, like the Saw movies and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. yeah, I like creepy, but he's yeah, I'm not into super it into it. the gory mm-hmm. and body horror is the worst. I don't even know if that's the technical what do you term mean by for like it, that? but like I can't stand. I don't ever need to see a person throw up. Okay, on screen, like the I don't ever need to see those kinds of things, like. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, yeah, no, for sure. Like, just gross. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just gross for gross sake. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I mean, I feel like it's, yeah, with gore. Like, the Saw movies, like, a couple were really good. But, like, there are some that are, like, fucking haunting and not a fun way. Like, yeah. So, to me, I, I mean, mean, the gory ones that I enjoy actually are the ones that are just so over-the-top goofy. Yeah, that can be fun, too. Like, well, well gory but actually really scary is the old texas chainsaw massacre movies like the real ones the first ones oh my god yeah that first one's so fucked it is so creepy and low budget and scary the, <laughs> the low budget scary, i think yeah. almost adds to the ambience of it scary, scary though yeah. yeah um so i like you know what i like i've showed you some of the scary movies i like I, sester nine is my favorite one because there's nothing scarier to me than like creepy and voices she really likes creepy voices. Hello, Gordon. And no, oh. the, yes, when the when it was like when Mary was doing the voices, and it was like I'm a, like what I'm the hell? Little kid. And no, Billy. I'm Billy. I'm I, Billy. I live in the eyes, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Billy!" It's so Billy, get sc- out of my eyes. Get out of my eyes. I, can't see. I, li- I live in the tongue, and it is so <laughs> scary to me. The Shining is a really scary movie to me because the voices the witch is a really scary I movie thought the witch was terrible but I we've already been through yeah that. i thought it was really good that, that black philip first of all listen i was so excited for the witch too like the second we sat down i mean if you've got like old new england witches pilgrims the whole fucking like kind of thing of it the ambiance was there for me. I was what? already in, like within the first few minutes, and it just it See, broke my heart. I, I hated thought it, it was good because it actually showed what really which what witch hunts were fucking about. Maybe that's true. And it was it was because okay, so actually, first of all, and maybe that's true, and maybe that was the point of it. 
Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand that to be the point I get of it. it. Yeah. And so it just bugged me because it felt like the same old, yeah, like the same old fucking thing. Yeah. Like Jesus fucking Christ, we're slut shaming women over but and see, over. But see, I over thought. Again. And I understand that the, so much of the witch hunts in reality, were, historically, yeah. were. I they were supporting like the women in that sex, movie. Yeah. So um, I went with um, Christine, which was my who, my roommate, and uh, this dude friend of hers, I can't remember his name. And they said the same thing. They were so not into it. But I thought. So for me, first of all, the first scene with the whole like, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Witch and you're about to watch it, maybe watch it and then come back to us. But the whole first part with like the, um, where the witch was, stole the baby and was basically fucking muddling it Mm -hmm. in like the, Mm -hmm. it was creepy. But then the whole idea of like blaming the girl and blaming her vanity and blame, I thought that was brilliant. And especially considering it was her family and her family was like, you're a whore basically, even though the girl is not fucking been able to do anything or yeah. been anything and then so then she was finally like, well fuck you and that's when she found black philip and i'm sorry but that voice that the thou like to live deliciously like that it was so good and scary to me <laughs> i loved it scary voices do it for every me. time do it for me yeah, yeah not me um but that's partly because i can do so many creepy voices you can do them and i can't yeah but and i'm that's partly because i'm just kind of creepy on the inside but you guys are good at it. Like, you know? session nine didn't creep you out. And it cre- like, I watched it in the middle of the day at my apartment. And before I was going to work, nothing. And for some reason, it sat with me. That scene when they first, like, open up and he's looking at that chair in that hallway. Yeah. I don't know why, but I felt my brain, like, go to that chair in the hallway, too. It's a too, creepy and I was image. Like, but, I mean, it's just a creepy it, image. It just, but it scared me. But, actually... It really ties into what we're talking about today with witchcraft. So I'm going to let Creepy you Creepy images? Well, no, witchcraft <laughs> and witch hunts. And I'm going to let you get started. But when you finish up, I'm going to continue a little bit about some witch hunts in the United States. And it'll actually tie into the Danver, Danvers men, Mental Institution. Danvers. So Danvers. She's trying to say Danvers. Danvers. If you don't understand what she's saying, just understand it's my Danvers. translation. All right, so get into it. Let me t- tell me all about it. Okay, well, I'm doing. Uh, okay, so basically, I I did do. Uh, I did find like a short timeline of like sort of the witch hunt, church sure. trial, like season or centuries or decades, whatever the fuck it was. Um, in in <clears throat> Europe, misogyny. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not going to go through everything because no, it's no, a no, lot yeah. of stuff. But there were just a couple of quick highlights that I wanted to sort of bring up. So in BCE, that's where the timeline starts. So that's where the first Hebrew scriptures address witchcraft, including okay. Exodus twenty two eighteen, 18, various Ooh, verses in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Okay. Now this kind of plays into, like, I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking about uh, Halloween last year, and we were kind of talking about the origins of Halloween. Um we were talking about, you know, Christianity sort of being built on top of old pagan. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Because that's um, Constantine and like pagan holidays and stuff. Right. 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 So, and like sort of taking some of the old religion and turning it into new rituals, right. For the new religion. Right. So I, I just kind of want that theme to sort of float through people's minds because in my mind, in everything that I read, like nobody really kind of makes the connection. I, there's a lot of connection in terms of the the witch trials and the witch hunts 
in terms of misogyny and patriarchy, um, in terms of marginalized people, people who were, you know, sort of, you know, on the outskirts of society being those targeted, right? Which is pretty much sort of the narrative that you hear a lot about. But what you don't hear is also like the the um, trying to overturn the pagan sort of religions, which I also think feeds into a lot of where the witch hunts come from. Right? Oh, interesting. So it's, yeah. it's not just about keeping women down. It's about the fact that women were held, you know, in a high regard in the old religions. Right? Sure. And like paganism and, and w- right. Wicca. Right. Do you say Wicca or it's not Wiccanism? <laughs> No, it's Wicca. Okay, I'm sorry. I know that sounds <laughs> okay. ridiculous. No, I'm but just, you know I'm what I'm saying. So, in other words, like basically, it's it, it was Wiccanism. it was a female centric sure yeah religion yeah. definitely matriarchy. So yeah. In order to sort of reverse that, there's the patriarchy, right? And I think that that, in a lot of ways, contributed to the witch hunts as Interesting. well. Interesting. Yeah. Um. That's of course my uh unstudied opinion yeah, but no I mean, no basis in you know fact what? just just uh you know sort of in all the years that i've kind of studied all the different things There's, like it seems to me like a natural uh fit in in terms of all of the other things as yeah well there's there's a lot of there's a, so much um information out about this if you want to just like kind of if you like conspiracies you want to get into it and just kind of have fun with it um zeitgeist is a really fun documentary you can uh, i'm pretty sure you can just stream it for free and it's uh it talks it's so it's broken up into three parts and the first part is about the origins of christianity and about constantine and basically about all of the like the whole um uh dichotomy Uh, dichotomy means sort of like the split the difference then the whole um uh i mean basically all of Christianity is based on these like different it's it's basically different um religions were like kind of picked apart and mm-hmm. that's how they got like the idea of like Jesus Christ as far as like you know um died on the cross and then resurrected three days later and yada yada and and Zeitgeist does kind of get into that uh-huh. and it's kind of a fun like like I said a conspiracy theory kind of fun documentary way and uh they talk about like constantine and how basically or the all there's a million other gods that like this whole idea was stolen from yeah and like yeah jesus christ is like being the son but also being (laughs) the actual son and the 12 disciples being the 12 like astrological zodiac zodiacs yeah so it's really fun if you want to get into that yeah after. yeah totally. so definitely check I that out i have to check that out you you told me about you it before but i like like got it Sorry, we have to watch that okay. okay so i mean it also gets into like 9-11 was an inside job yeah so. yeah yeah that i think that's where we talked about it though. yeah but the first part and the last part which also gets into the federal reserve the last parts of federal reserve which is really interesting mm-hmm. the first part and the last part are like fuck it i mean i I personally don't think 9 11 was an inside job. Right. Compartmentalization is amazing, but I don't think it would get that far. I feel like it would be out there by now. But yeah. I mean, I just don't think that you can no. get involved that many people nope. in nope. a conspiracy. Com- yeah, exactly. And have it. Yes. Like, so, but I mean, but it's still a fun <laughs> documentary to watch. Agreed. And the Christianity thing with, like, the, like I said, the stealing from not only, you know, Constantine, but also like Egyptian gods and stuff. There's so many similarities with the dates and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. the paganism. Yes. And yeah, so Absolutely. anyway, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, not at all. I mean, we'll have to watch it at some point. Super it. 
Okay, so I just kind of want people to kind of remember that sort of theme as well as obviously the patriarchal misogynist aspect. Sure, which is like everyday life, yeah. Right. So in the 1230s, that's when the Inquisition against heresy was established by the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> okay. Fucking Catholics. Fucking Catholics, man. They, you know what? To this day, they're annoying. That church on 12 and Woodward, they're still putting up all those fake-ass crosses. I, so, yes, they are. But Catholics so are still annoying. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to stick to the topic, though. I know, but Catholics, we need to talk to y'all. So hit us up. Okay. Go ahead. So... <laughs> So throughout that hundred year period, there were, you know, people who are identified as witches and sorcerers and things like that. Um, and who were executed for witchcraft, but and tortured and all of those things. But about a hundred years later in the 1340s, that's when the black death swept through Europe, which added to the willingness of people to see conspiracies against Christendom, which is something that I kind of wanted to bring up as a highlight because of where we are now in terms of like, quote unquote, witch hunts, conspiracy theories, and the fucking COVID plague that's going around sure, the planet, yeah. right? So I think there's a lot of uh, parallels, which I think will move nicely we into, should get into some that of at our some point. other topics this month. Yeah, some pl plagues. In 1486, the Malleus Maleficarum was published. And that is important because that's sort of the period where a lot of historians point to that book as a tool for a lot of like judges and and people to sort of prosecute people sure. for witchcraft around what uh, was the book called again I'm europe sorry. malleus maleficarum Bas okay basically means like bad doing bad uh witchcraft okay um so it was let's see in 1580 to 1650, that was the period um, which the largest number of witchcraft cases were um, tried throughout Europe. So that was like almost a hundred year period, mm -hmm. which is just fucking insane. Um, and then we have the Loudon witch trials, which took place in 1634. In France, it was after the Ursuline nuns reported being possessed. And so that was sort of where I picked up from the timeline and started to look in. Because I kind of wanted to do some, I mean, lots of people know about the witch trials in sort of general kinds sure, of yeah. ways. So I thought it would be kind of fun to, to visit some of the actual stories of okay. some of these people. So I've got three stories and we're going to start with the, the Loudon nuns. Now I'm probably saying that wrong. It's French. I apologize, French people. I am not French, even though my name is Yvonne. Yvonne? Yvonne. Is that French? Yvonne's Yvonne? French, yeah. Yvonne? Yvonne. Uh, okay. Are you... I thought it would be like Belgium. Judging but... me or... Yes. Go ahead. Hashtag Nicole's perfect. Hashtag Yvonne is lying. Go ahead. So the Loudon Possessions is considered one of the most, most notorious witchcraft trials in Loudon, France in 1634. And it's because an entire convent of Ursuline nuns said that they had been visited and possessed by demons. Okay. Mm -hmm. So following an investigation by the Catholic church, a local priest named Father Urbain Grandier was accused of summoning the evil spirits. He was eventually convicted of the crimes of sorcery and burned at the stake. Jesus. Okay. Now, 
learning about this. Okay, so let's see. Okay, this is all on Wikipedia. So if y'all want to read more up on it, I'll just give you the quick and dirty. So the Ursuline Convent was opened in Ludon in 1626. And in 1632, the prioress, Jean de Ange, Angers, Jean de Angers. I'm not French. Forgive the pronunciations. Uh, she presided over 17 nuns whose average age was 25 years old. Oh, wow. So the first reports of alleged de demonic possession began about five months after the outbreak outbreak of the Black Plague in 1632, after it was winding down. So physicians and wealthy property owners had left town and others attempted to isolate themselves. The convents shut themselves behind the walls of the convent and the nuns discontinued receiving visitors. Grandier, uh, the priest guy, Urbain de Grandier or whatever his name was, uh, he visited the sick and gave money to the poor. He apparently was very, very handsome. Very handsome. This is what they say. A not young, my type, though. No, totally not my type. Okay. But a young nun said that she had a vision of her recently deceased confessor, Father Mousson. Soon after, other nuns reported similar visions. Canon Jean Mignon, the convent chaplain, <laughs> who was also a nephew of Trincant, decided that a series of exorcisms was in order. In the town, the people were already saying that it was, it was all fake. That like, yeah. this was not really happening. Did they have like spectral evidence? Is that where it came from? Like the whole like visions and stuff like that. Is that what like the oh. people were? No. Okay, because that's where a lot of the like I know that um, the witch hunts and stuff from the states game, like saying like. Oh, I have dreams and visions. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, that's yeah, what you okay. mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. dreams and visions. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, that. like, yes. that spectral yes. evidence so, is the biggest biggest fucking problem with. So, yes. here's the, the demon okay. Asmodi. Asmodi? Modi, yep. Was sent to commit evil and impudent acts with them. So, during questioning about the supposed evil spirit that they thought was possessing them, the nuns gave several answers as to who caused its presence a priest, Peter, and Zabulon. It was only after almost a week on October 11th that Grandier was named as the magician responsible, hmm. even though none of them have ever met him. The next physicians and apothecaries were brought in. Canon Mignon informed the local magistrates of what was happening at the convent. Grandier filed a petition stating that his reputation was under attack and that the nuns should be confined. So around the time of the nuns' accusation, accusations... Jean de Labardement was sent to demolish the town tower, but he was prevented. So fucking crazy. He was prevented from the tower. He was prevented from, yep. from doing so by the town militia. And upon <laughs> returning to Paris, reported on the state of affairs in Loudon, including the recent disturbance of the Ursuline convent. So he was commissioned. He was commissioned to investigate the matter. Grandier was arrested as a precaution because they thought he was going to run. The commissioner began to take statements from witnesses who said that Grandier often mysteriously appeared at the convent at mm. all hours. So it was that kind of shit, yeah. Although no one knew how he was able to get inside. The priest was further accused of all manner of indecency. Labardement then questioned Grandier as to the facts and articles of accusation. And after 
having made him sign a statement in denials, he proceeded to Paris to inform the court. Um, eventually, um, the they asserted that the possessions were like fake yeah. and uh, the letters were seized. But during the trial, Monsieur de Lebardmont re returned to Loudun with the decree of the council, which was dated the 31st of May, 1634, confirming all his powers and prohibiting parliament and other judges from interfering, blah, 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 blah. Uh, under penalty of a fine of 500, uh, Grandier, who had been held at the prison of Angers, was returned to Loudon. Loubardmont once again observed and interrogated the nuns now dispersed among a number of convents. Um, they examined the victims in person and over the next two and a half months, they performed exorcisms. <laughs> On June 23rd, 1634, the Bishop of Poitiers and Monsieur de Loubardmont being present, Grandier was brought from his prison to the Church of Saint-Croix in his parish. To, to be present at the exorcisms. All the possessed were there as well. And as the accused and the partisans declared that the possessions were mere impostures, he was ordered to be himself the exorcist and the, and the stole was presented to him, like the uh, sort of like the thing that the priests wear, like drape around them, the stole. Okay. So he wasn't able to refuse. So he took it and received the pastoral benediction. And after uh, they commenced the the uh, exorcism, da, 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 da. he was eventually found guilty of sorcery and placing evil spells to the cause to cause the possession of the Ursuline nuns. Jesus. And he was con he was condemned to be burned at the stake. So. Um, Part of the reason that I thought this was so interesting is because it was this, you know, this entire group of nuns, you know, and yeah. like a lot of people have written about this. And so as I was going through and looking at like the post-historical analysis, they compared the this case to the pretended pr possession of Martha Boissier in 1578. And then they also compared it to a case which they considered to be an actual possession a legitimate possession of by a witch uh of mademoiselle elizabeth duran fang okay I, I heard a little bit about her yeah okay so the ursuline nuns kind of took me down this little rabbit hole of i mean i read a bunch of stuff about the ursuline nuns and it was kind of hilarious you know they yeah, were doing all the things like shrieking like banshees and howling so like that's wolves what we'll get into a little bit with like things. salem yeah, yeah. so but because they took me into these, I wanted to give that sort of predicate. Sure, yeah. To this little bit. I'm here. interested. Okay. Okay, so looking into the Ursuline nuns, I came across Martha Brassier, which again, French, sorry about my pronunciation. Um, but so her case of demonic possession is often cited by theological historians along with the Ludan possessions because both are now considered notorious accounts of apparent demonic possessions, which are presumed to be fraudulent. Sure. But it definitely speaks to what was going on at the time and the people that were accused of things, right, of witchcraft and what have you. Yeah. In, yeah, in spite of none of it being real. 
So Martha, she her maladies from which she was recorded to suffer included an extreme shortness of breath, the ability to stick out her tongue unreasonably far, <laughs> and the gnashing of her teeth. So all of those things, that's the end. Hold on. How far can you stick your tongue out? I can go pretty far. I can touch my nose with my tongue. Let me see. Oh, yeah, you have a long tongue. I have a really long tongue. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't think that makes very good podcasting. No. But we both were just sitting here with our tongues. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> out touching our noses. Or... It's not good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> she would writhe and move her mouth as if she had convulsions while contorting her face, rolling her eyes and appearing to show deep vexation and torment. She would also contort her body parts. A rumbling noise was heard from the area of her spleen under her short ribs on her left side. <laughs> a rumbling noise from her spleen? Causing her left thigh to spasm. Her spleen in her left thigh? She often spoke in a violent and roaring voice. I want to meet this chick. <laughs> yeah, right? She was recorded to have laid flat on her back and skip with her body. Being able to span the distance from the altar to the door of a great chapel in four or five lifts, which onlookers described as giving an impression of her being dragged or lifted, presumably by demons. Fair. Now, during her demonic fits, she was able to endure pinpricks to her hands and neck with limited bleeding. She was also able to speak with her mouth shut, often speaking English and Greek in fluency. Eh, that's good, though. However, Charles Miron discovered the fraud by making her drink holy water under the guise of normal water. And she just drank it like and full she, on. She was like, I'm so fucking thirsty. Well, no. Watch, hold on. He, like this. He told her it was holy water, but it wasn't. So when she reacted to it, then he knew that she was speaking oh, it because it wasn't holy Is this holy, holy water? water? Yeah, that is holy water. But you're a notorious demon. You're a notorious it demon. It burns. Actually, I did... I did drink it a little hard. <laughs> it my, did hear a my little burp bit of one. Sorry. Burp. It's okay. So that's how she was discovered to be a uh, fake. Okay. But then alert. that led me over to Marie Elizabeth Durant Fang. I got again. AKA, eventually known as Marie Elizabeth de la Croix de Jesus. And that's probably not how you say it in French. De la Croix de Jesus. Do you say Jesus? De Jesus? De how do they say Je Jesus? I would say Je Jesus. But I'm, so yeah. I'm basically so I like, say, like de, I was basically de, speaking English, French, and Spanish Spanish in one sentence. So maybe, I, am Je I possessed? Are you? I might be. Are you really intelligent? I think I'm just Are you possessed. multilingual? Do you speak Portuguese? I am kind of a just possessed. Okay, fair. I would love to learn Portuguese, though. That's right? a really it is cool sexy. Language. It's so beautiful. I work with a girl. I think French and Portuguese are two of the most, like, beautiful sounding I work with a girl that spoke Portuguese, oh. and she was a hostess. Let me tell you. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you about this girl, the 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 Portuguese hostess. Fuck me. Anyway, not like, no, I meant, like, like fuck <laughs> off. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, her story is super fucking interesting. Okay, tell me. And I got this. From two different spots, uh, everything so far has been uh, Wikipedia, as I said earlier. This one is from Paranormal 
world.fandom.com. And it's the exorcism of Elizabeth Aranthang. And then the second source is uh, marilynkdennis.wordpress.com. Okay. So essentially, uh, this woman, she, by all accounts, was a very virtuous woman. She was considered very, very, you know. Pious? Pious and virtuous, yes. She lived in the Duchy of Lorraine, France, which would <laughs> like, eventually, the like Duchy. area? Past the Duchy on the left-hand side, which would eventually, <laughs> is it? Okay. <laughs> be annexed and turned into a province. Okay. Uh, so at a social event in 1618, the du- <laughs> is that where douchebag came from? No, douche from God. never mind. Uh, if you do hear something in background that is uh, Sisuji defined a box, oh, or not Sisuji, Luna. Luna, Luna found a box. He's very excited. She's editing. She's excited. She's she's in charge of her Arco sound today. I misname them and gender them, but <laughs> oh yeah, my god, you misgendered my kitty. She's uh, having the time of her life. Anyway, go ahead. So tell me she's all about having the time of her life, and uh, tell me about Douchebag Central. Okay, so Douchebag Central. So at an event in 1618, a doctor by the name of Charles Pauvois proposed to her, but she refused. So ultimately, this led to him. This is terrifying, okay? But this led to him making all these mixes of different like herbs and like shit, like to give to her to try to make her fall in love with him. Like but apparently, day, like like old school day ritual. Like I feel like this is like one of the first instances of like. Uh, what is it? The the Munchausen by proxy, right? Like, okay, I mean, like sure, he's essentially yeah. trying to like hurt her to get her, right? Okay, and, to make her to make him his hero, you know. Um, so he basically was using this stuff uh, to work dark magic, according to the lore, and they basically really fucked her up, like health wise, like they sure. really fucked her up. And then like he tried to do other things to try to fix that and those fucked her up too so ultimately it had some really bad psychological effects on her and the symptoms started started showing of, of demonic possession right that she was a witch. also known as poisoned but okay also yeah. known as she's a witch sure so having been placed in the situation by a doctor duran fang reluctantly consulted other physicians but they were stumped over her symptoms and they couldn't do anything to cure them. So as a last resort, they recommended that she try exorcism. The first of the many exorcisms that would follow this decision took place on September 2nd of 1619 in Remiremont. Okay, now I'm moving over to the other article because the description of this exorcism in this article is fucking phenomenal. Interesting. Okay. So let's see. They say, as they slip a medal into the pocket of the faithful in exchange for a modest donation, that if the devils attack their penitent so much, it is because God has permitted that she bear this cross to test her exemplary conduct. The medals had been put into the carol of Elizabeth's guardian angel and were directly blessed with no intermediary by the Holy Trinity. They procured so many indulgences that there were fewer and fewer fools in Lorraine to to deprive themselves of them. The devils have no sooner started to work on the saint than everyone present is convinced that the spectacle this time will outdo anything 
that has been seen previously. To begin, the beautiful Madame de Ramfag's neck swells to the point <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. that her head appears to be directly affixed to her body. Oh my fucking God. Dr. Pichard, who is watching, has, like everyone else. Does she have like a thyroid condition? Maybe. Maybe like, that. Or like really some kind bad of tonsillitis? Yeah. Or, yeah, or like just a fucking infection that's out of control. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sure. Meningitis. Yes, meningitis. Something swells your neck up like that. Yeah. Or just her tonsils, right? I mean, maybe she just needed a tonsillectomy. Yeah. I had one. You know? Could have been, I probably should have gotten a fucking exorcism, but I got a tonsillectomy. Oh, well, you know. And then I had to get. Are uh, you sure it wasn't an exorcism, Nicole? I am. Because I remember the popsicles after. Mm, so go ahead. That doesn't mean it wasn't an exorcism. That's true. My mom could have got me post exorcism <laughs> popsicles. Exactly. Post tonsillitis. I mean, popsicles. there aren't very many greeting cards for you i don't know. remember congratulations remember. you survived your exorcism popsicles and that's See? very specific to tonsil tonsillectomy but go ahead it's also specific to sore throats and maybe having your throat swell like that okay fine i probably had one <laughs> you had it. yes yes okay dr pichard who was watching has like everyone else the impression that the devil is stretching her body so much that it appears longer by a good foot and a half. Gradually, the saint's gracious face blackens, her mouth foams, and her sparkling eyes roar, roll, and turn extraordinarily. They're difficult for everyone to see. Suddenly, she falls to the ground and starts to wriggle like a snake, but not for long, because an invisible force pulls her abdomen into the air while her feet and hands continue to touch the floor. The devil then puts her into a symmetrically opposite posture so that it is now her abdomen which serves as the resting point. So basically like, yeah, I can picture. Yeah. It. She's like doing a back bend and then she's doing like, like a pulled up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Suddenly the prelate and the good fathers see her climb up a column, which supports an adjoining chapel using only one arm. Having arrived at the balustrade, she supports herself on it with her left leg, and the rest of her body is suspended in space for long minutes. The spectators hold their breath and let out a few exclamations when, without notice, the evil one lets her fall from the height of seven feet. Supple, like a pont neuf acrobat, she makes gentle contact with the alley It still tiles. sounds like a fucking dude writing and a listen, woman. It listen, also though. sounds like the first uh, pole dance ever. Yes, exactly. And it sounds like a <laughs> fucking dude writing it. Supple. She make Like, you're still having to write her hot? Like, come on. Like, supple. She make Like, why is that turning me on? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because it's a fucking, like, it is a dude writing that. But wait a minute. Okay, keep going. I'm I just sorry. want you to know that the devil cares. Because the devil? Because the devil is really very careful not to expose any part of her body. Because. Just enough. Just enough to keep you interested. Just enough to throw nope. not only $1, but 5 nope. Sorry, Throughout her performance, her numerous layers of clothing remain closely stuck to her body. Doesn't mean See, you're not looking she had more, made though. a never nude pact with God after her rapist husband who impregnated her with six kids it. died. She said, I'm never going to let anybody touch me again. So I'm just going to be dirty <laughs> and never take a bath and I'm going to be stinky. Ugh. And it didn't matter because 
because she was so beautiful that everybody wanted a piece of her, including that guy. And then she including had to have a Including that fucking guy that who wrote that. And then she had to have a fucking exorcism. Yep. And oh, so that's an exorcism because yeah. she probably did one fucking dance for one she did stupid, a dance. hairy fucking idiot dude. Yep. Listen, if there's Listen. ever a reason to go gay, it's because of history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it doesn't work that way, but Jesus Christ. So that is straight one women. of that straight is women. One of the best stories ever. Straight women. Are you okay? Are you? Are you okay? Like, like honestly, I don't know how many straight women we have listening to this. Probably um, none. My but, sister ish. Well, I know no because I know where she where her TikTok ends up all the time. The video <laughs> she sends me, I know where she's going. But are you okay? Like men literally wrote this. They literally wrote about the fact that this fucking girl probably tried to dance for her skeezy ass fucking nasty Puritan douchebag boyfriend tried to do a little dance for him and then he was like well I must rate that as an exorcism. Oh wait, wait listen to the next Pack line. Pack it up fucking Jebediah. Listen, I'm done. Listen, I am done with men. Listen to the next line. All men. Go ahead. This possessed saint. <laughs> Fuck you. I've already. I know I know there's more but that right there. This possessed saint. If that isn't a fucking incel if that is an incel talking is the most beautiful widow <laughs> Lorraine. Monsignor the bishop, his face congested, listens to the cries, which could easily be those of sexual orgasm coming from the lady and provoked by the devils, Beelzebub, you- Buono, Leviathan, and Asmodee. If there is ever a reason for <laughs> hell fucking Satan, it is that sentence right there. This possessed saint. Can we, wait, can this episode be called this possessed saint? Oh, sure, yeah. Because right now I'm going to refer to myself as this possessed fucking saint. <laughs> you look possessed. The fact that, like, that he literally wrote that she, this, this chick probably found the skeezy ass dorky boyfriend after the, the husband died, whatever, and was like, eh, and tried to do a little dance for him. And he was like, oh, contraire, this is Satan, Beelzebub, and like wrote all this, you fucking incel nerd. I can't, I can't, I hate it. All men. Well, that's pretty much. All the, men, we, yes. Hunts were all men. The fact that he wrote that this possessed saint, I just. That should be the name of every single movie in the next 10 years. Actually, that would be a great name for a band, Possessed Saint. No, probably not. A it good album brilliant. title. I feel like it would be a better no, album it's, title. I think we should be called Queered, the Possessed Saint. Ooh, Queered, the Possessed Saints. Yeah, we own it. Sorry. Don't Trademark. Get... Queered. We just trademarked it. That's Queered, legal. Queered, the Possessed Saints. That's legal. Trademarked. You're a lawyer. So, yeah, I trademarked it as a lawyer just now out loud. Done. We didn't blood too. Totally real. But seriously, the fact that like this fucking nerd <laughs> wrote that, I can't. Men, men. Okay. Do better. Can and going. that's it. I mean, those are those are my uh All right, well, little witch that's <laughs> that was part of my witch hunt today. We're continuing. And I really with... enjoyed it because I mean, come on. That imagery of her pole dance is pretty fucking vexing. This possessing, if she isn't the most. She I is can't. the most. All right, so we are going to continue over um, on the other side of the pond. Jumping in, across the pond. Yeah, in Salem. Sorry, England. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> as much as I hate, I actually did see this um, video the other day that somebody posted and was like a message to the queen that was like, we fucked up. 
We're really sorry. Listen, I want to apologize about that tea in the harbor personally. Oh. If you could just take us back. Okay, wait. I know, but but I get it because Boris. No, quick okay. story. Okay. Back in the day when my sister was drinking and stuff and. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, I mean, she's sober now. I don't want to put it out there that, you know, she's anything but. But so back in the day when my sister and I were drinking heavily together, um, we would go out pretty regularly in Kalamazoo area and talk with fake British accents and ask who, people. Who doesn't? That's my favorite thing in the world. All do. night long. If they would sign a petition to return the original 13 colonies to New England. To England. Yeah, to England. Yeah. Sorry, did I say New England? Yeah, why My wouldn't bad. you? Yeah. So, yeah, so we would ask people at bars when we would be drunk, too. And they'd be all like, no. They'd be like, what is yeah. wrong with you? And we were like, well, you know, I mean, we just we just want to return we fucked up. to the motherland. So we want you to return to the motherland. There's a whole video. Which I know like, you disagree with me that it's the motherland, but it's the motherland. Well, because the motherland is actually Russia and the fatherland the motherland is Germany. Is 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 Great Britain? It's and not, I know though, that because it's the motherland. Is, the, the statement motherland came from Russia. So I, you know, I don't really care about historical facts here. The grandmotherland. We're talking about the motherland. Well, let's, we to be the fair, though, to be fair, and by mother I mean my mom. Okay, listen, it, I'm Snowden. My last name is Snowden. Do you know how fucking British that is? Have you, you know actually? Did you Scottish? That did is? you hack the CIA? <laughs> I might know somebody who did. Um, is that your cousin or something? Could be half brother. Mm. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but so listen, Snowden is wildly wicked British and really like and you're wicked Boston somehow. Wicked Boston. But listen though, what I'm saying is the video was really funny because it was like basically like we fucked up. Can we come back? Listen, that's, listen, about what my sister and I have been trying to do about for decades. Tea, we apologize. If you could just sneak us right back in, but then um there they're oh yeah boris johnson ministers. is awful and i mean i don't yeah. really you know but, i mean no, we don't but, need a fucking monarchy it was all a joke I would, but. okay it, for you it is but you know how much i love the monarchy and you know how much i like queen elizabeth and i would literally listen i don't know if this is legal this might even be illegal i think stop doing that oh shit sorry i do yeah. hit the pen thing so yeah I apologize. she was clicking the pen if you i'm heard sorry it in the background. but this might be illegal but um don't yell at me again clicking the pen is, is illegal actually in but 30 um i uh I would become a British citizen and I would like live for the monarchy if I could. So I, I would believe defect. You. I believe you. I would defect if that's possible. I believe you. Okay. So anyway, so where's or oh, oh, other side of the pond? Over here. English colonies. Over here. Well, you know, where you kind of ended. So we're talking Salem, yeah. 1692. Salem, Massachusetts. Salem, Mass. See, I love it. Salem, Mass. So if you know Mass, um, we're talking about 40 minutes north of Boston. Depending on the traffic, obviously, it's going to be a lot longer. Uh, you take Route 1 up, and you have to stop at Kowloon. Kowloon is my favorite place ever. This is for Boston people. And only. this is like 300 years before gay marriage was legal. Yeah, but but it was in Mass. It was in Because Mass did it first. Yeah, because Massachusetts is my favorite state in the United States. Well, anyway, so Salem, Mass, 1692. Uh, you have... Um, the fucking Puritans, basically Quakers, Puritans. 
uh, real gross, kind of the same shit that you're dealing with over in England, but they came over here. They, you know, I mean, we could get they into came over here and bitched about religion. Well, and then we could get into no, set it because, all up. no, because we could get into the actual founding fathers and the leaders and the start of the 13 colonies and Benjamin Franklin and how they were actually all. And when I say Illuminati, I don't mean Illuminati, what you think now, but Illuminati in the way of like the enlightened ones, scientists, they wanted separation of church and state. That is your phone. Let's fix that. I can't. She yelled at me. It's Amy's computer, and I'm using her computer oh, to record. Sure. Okay. So. She did yell at me for clicking my pencil. Sorry, y'all. Text messages is not mine. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so we're talking like founding fathers, blah, 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 British colonies. Anyway, so there's um uh there was a war that happened. Uh what was that war? Um upstate New York, and it was like a war with France and England, the King William War, King William's War. Uh, anyway, so they, a lot of people settled in uh, Massachusetts afterwards. So after, like, any war, there was um, a lot of, like, people struggling. It was a real struggled mm -hmm. group. And uh, most of them that settled were uh, Quakers, Puritans. I know. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, when they settled mm -hmm. in the Northwest, or excuse northeast, me, the Northeast, yeah. um, if only they had just gone a little bit further south, man. There's a lot that has to do with that, though. I mean, we could talk about that. I'm just saying days. that, like, their winters wouldn't have been nearly as hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just could have been such a well, different they did developmental start going history. South, but you got to remember that, like, um, other lands were like, I mean, as far as development goes, but even like just discovery, and then there were natives or Indians. Well, discovery, so I think, is war. not probably the right word, right? It was their discovery to them. But, yeah, okay. yeah. We know, we know. Obviously, natives were here first, but when I say discovery, I'm talking about like when they were like actually noted, notarized. Like the like, first time I saw this. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, mm -hmm. there were also a lot of wars with the Indian, with Native American. Like right. it was just so. I mean, it did happen, but it wasn't like something I could just be like we're just going down here, you know, it just, you know, it was, um, imperialistic. They took over. Land. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it was it, all, yeah. yeah. Colonization. So yeah. It's not, not good. It. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm just but, saying it would have been an interesting, different history in terms oh, of. Oh, why? Cause you see how interesting they are in Florida. Do you imagine if they fucking started there? That's kind of what I'm saying. It would have been interesting. Who knows? Because they are, it is, It Florida does make people like banana brains. So who knows? I mean, you just never know if we had started from a tropical or subtropical place. Disease. As I hate to say to... that though, but that is true. When you, when you actually figure out like kind of when you like study the um, uh, anatomy of like those kind of diseases and stuff, warm weather, tropical weather is a huge culprit. Like warm. So then maybe weathers. we would never have been able to colonize. Smart. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we could have been killed off. Which we should have been. So. We should have been. We're just like the fucking roaches when yeah. the lights come on. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, Interesting. Well, anyway, so gross. Well, listen, that's neither here nor there. No, there are so many reasons why we could definitely get into that, but we're not right now. <laughs> um, So we're talking about Massachusetts, 1692. Uh, we got a, um, Kind of a fairly famous reverend, a Puritan reverend, Samuel Paris. Mm -hmm. um, he's a dick. Like they, most of them were, you know. Hashtag all men. There. Yeah, all men. <laughs> that is my hashtag now, all men. Well, um, I'm not going to get into the huge thing because everybody knows that kind of the, the Salem witch trials. You can study it. I'll just go over it like a brief overview. But um, basically his daughter, Elizabeth Paris, uh, his niece, Abigail Williams, and... Um, uh, another friend, Ann Putnam, 
they started acting a, a muck. Like mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of reasons as to why they did this. I mean, it kind of went into like the crucible where the crucible made like Abigail 16 and right. this like but that wasn't true. She was 11. They were kids. They oh. were literal children. Really? Yep. I thought I did not nope. know. Abigail that. Williams was 11 years old. Um they were like uh between 7 and like 13, so they were children. And um so they started like they fucking acting up. There's the only thing I can think of when you think of teenagers. So basically, puberty. There's a million reasons <laughs> why this puberty. might have happened, but they started acting up, and that's what you know. And in the like pure time, in, in these like villages, that like kids acting up. What they were saying they were doing was like having fits, which we're gonna get into like hysteric mm -hmm. hysteria and talk yeah. about women having fits and what that actually is. Yeah, literally, they were just behaving like actual little girls. Because little, it's not boys will be boys. It's kids will be fucking kids. And little girls are acting like little kids and being ridiculous and making faces and stuff. And uh, they were basically called on it. So they just weren't prissy little bitches. Yep. Basically just young girls acting ridiculous and supposedly what was considered having fits. And this, we will get into like the, you know, what, women being hysterical but i mean these were kids right but yeah um so uh the the town was concerned and they put a lot of pressure on trying to figure out what was going on with these girls and um they actually uh had a local doctor look at the girls now local doctors then were next level basically they were like they'd look at you and be like you're haunted do cocaine oh that yeah that were, sounds like a so great were, but they would be like there's no it was they were, heroin shoot they it right up fucking voodoo doctor yeah. like, they weren't even voodoo they were just like literally you're just haunted do cocaine about it you're fine yeah well I'm like gonna... the meme yep um makes sense. so after that after it happened and i mean who knows you know you can't i can't find too much information about exactly what these girls were doing that caused this much of a problem but they did they might have just done one thing and it just kind of like snowballed from there and there was pressure to figure out why these girls acted this way and it's basically just like why did girls act like kids as opposed to like little women and gross whatever so um there were like townspeople that kind of pressured them into saying what was going on now the girls decided to excuse me pick up there was a hiccup. I think actually what we're experiencing right now, you are possessed. You never have hiccups, yeah. You're possessed. So the girls were pressured into saying they were acting this way for a reason. And uh, eventually it came out that they said they were acting this way because of witchcraft. Witchcraft was like on the tip of everyone's tongue then. You know, it was like really easy to say like, oh, it's, you know, it's Satan, it's the devil. Yeah. Witchcraft is this. I feel like... Even though like hundreds of years have passed, it's not that no, and we'll get into now. that. That's something we're gonna definitely talk about this month because it's so fucking still the same. So, anyway, so they basically said it was witchcraft. Um, and the girls uh did accuse a couple of uh, three women of uh being the ones who exposed them to witchcraft. Number one being Tichuba, who was the Caribbean um slave owned by the father of one of the girls right uh, another one was sarah good who was a homeless uh old like 
beggar woman on the street. And then the other one was um, Sarah Osborne, who was like an old, like poor woman. Yeah. So it kind Gee. of, just, yeah, drags, drags what they considered what, a society. Were we talking about marginalized? Yeah. yeah exactly. Most so powerless. all three were brought to court. Um, both Sarah's basically said, no, we did not do this. Um, and this all happened March 1st, which is my birthday. So it's my, my birthday. So it was the worst day of the year. And uh, this was one of the worst days of that year. So I just mm. want to point that out. Um, but uh, they so did. you are a witch. I wish I was that cool. I'm not even that cool. But um, Tichuba said, uh, basically, she was like, um, noted as, noted as saying, uh, the devil made me do it. Yeah. The devil came to me and bid serve him, which is the devil made me do it. But it's it's pretty well known that she was just coerced or or she had you know her, her religious persuasions are so different that right. they just considered it devil worship and they just put words into her mind. right like, she it's definitely kind of like the same now right i mean yeah. like if it's not christianity then it's like satanism that, right? um so they were all three brought to court march 1st my birthday uh, and oh, notoriously <laughs> shitty time of yeah, year. And interrogated. Um, so uh, Osborne claimed innocence. Good claimed innocence too. And then, like I said, Tichuba was basically like, "Devil made me do it." But again, that's it's it's noted that it was most likely coerced. Um, paranoia set in throughout the town, throughout the village. Oh, At yeah. one point, yeah, Sarah Good's daughter was uh, was accused of witchcraft, and she was four. Well. Four years old. If there's anybody though who is wow, she was advanced. Is fucking doing witchcraft. It's fucking toddlers. So, um, I you know seriously, they speak in words that none of us understand. Right? They're probably speaking in tongues. So, uh, May twenty seventh, nineteen six or six nineteen, May twenty seventh, sixteen ninety two. The special court of formed of Oyer O Y E R. Is that Oyer? Yeah, sounds like Oyer, okay. like oyster without the S T. Yep, in Terminer T E R M I N E R. I T E R M I N E R. Sure. So okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking you. Yeah. No. I mean, so I'm so um, smart. <laughs> well, you're a lawyer. So you might know. <laughs> Formed of lawyer and terminer. Um, basically, it was presented as a court, so to judge people who were uh, thought to be witches, any like anybody involved in witchcraft. So this court was formed, and so, but at the time, um, what what made this court special and super fucked up is it allowed spectral evidence and spectral evidence was basically oh. like people coming forward and saying i saw this person in a vision or i saw this person in a dream so kind of like, like what you were saying earlier okay so yeah. so that's where i got spectral evidence from. Okay. yes so now because of this um there were so many people that were actually like accused and so many people convicted um i mean seriously dreams man like, how do you stop somebody from coming to you in your dream? Exactly. The first person actually tried was Bridget Bishop. And she was kind of an older woman in the community. But she was uh, thought to be a little gossipy and promiscuous in her younger days. Oh, you know those sluts are all witches. Exactly. So, oh, sorry. And she was actually um, tried, convicted, tried, and found guilty as a witch. And she was the first person hanged on Gallow oh. Hill. Yes. Um. And uh, after that, in July, there were five more people hanged. Um, in August, there were five more people hanged. And in September, there were eight more people hanged. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, eventually, there was, um, and most of them were women. 
So um, of all the 20, the 20 people that were hanged, it was 16 women and four men. One, one man was actually um, not hanged. He was actually uh, called, he was smushed. So he was, the way that they actually um, killed this man was they just kept uh, putting heavier rocks on his body. Oh. Yeah, and they squished him. They smushed him. Whoa. I don't know what the, the right term is, but he was, it, they they call it smushed. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. A person, so he was a 71-year-old yeah, I mean, man that was smushed to fucking death for witchcraft. Okay, really quick, though. Yes, please. Having lived there, did you ever visit any of the places where they have, like, some of the old torture devices sure. or any of that stuff? I did. But now, so here's the thing, which I want to get into a little bit. So I lived in Boston for a really long time. Now, Boston is really close to Salem. Um, my memories of Salem are, first of all, it's a really charming town. And I love Nathaniel Hawthorne, so I love to go up there anyway just for, like, the kind of, like, historical aspect. Yeah. Um, it's north of the fishing villages, north of Gloucester. It's, like, all these really, I just, I love the North Shore. Anybody who knows me loves, knows that I love the North Shore in Boston. So you hit up Route 1, and you can take it all the way up to Salem. Now, Salem is this like really cool, spooky little town. Now it is, it is historical, but it's also kind of kitschy and it's kind of the Disney world of witch hunts. So sure. there's a lot of haunted houses and haunts and stuff like that. Now there is uh, still um, a thing at Gallo Hill, which is where the hangings took place. Now that is north of Salem Township now, but actual Salem Village is in Danvers, Mass. Danvers. Danvers is uh a it's not salem so salem is actually not where the witch trials took place but but if you do go to salem that's where they have like the witch museum and they have stuff like that like i said it's kind of like if you're going to disney world and you go to the haunted mansion as opposed to going to like an actual real like maybe place that's considered haunted it's kind of like a a, a character of what it should it's be it's like going to the cartoon version as opposed to the absolute paranormal experience yes version. but now that being said mm. the real salem danvers is literally just strip malls yeah like it's but i'm gonna get into that which is its own form of death which is even and scarier torture. but but danvers does have a bit of a fucking curse and i will get into that let me just finish this real quick sorry so, yeah no, i just wanted okay. to know your oh I'm, i'll get it experience I'm with a, torture I'm devices super i didn't see a lot of torture devices because most of them are like like i said it's like it's hard to like, you know, you're going to museums and they're showing like replicas and stuff. Like yeah. there are like actual places, but that stuff. So, you know, the thing is, so the thing with Massachusetts and those like kind of colonies, the, the witch hunts are, were such a stain that they, it, it's almost like Nazi Germany. Like you can't go to Germany now and see any like old historical Nazi artifacts or anything. Which is they got excellent. rid of it. Yes. Yeah, it is it is excellent. But it's also like if you're looking for that hit kind of historical angle. Like I did go on one tour where they kind of showed you some like things that were left over. But mm -hmm. other than that, like they kind of you know stripped they, that out. Yeah, they yeah. cleaned it out because it was such a fucking stain on history. Yeah. Salem was the same thing. Yeah. But now you know, now that they realize that, like, oh well, it actually draws tourism in, they have a million different like little resorts and stuff mm -hmm. things you can go to and check out but it's not i mean gallo hill is still a thing but it's it's gallo hill and it's like kind of silly yeah but um again where the actual like 
uh, where the actual like Salem Village or atrocities where the, it yeah. took place. That that did does exist, and okay. something creepy happened there. I'll tell you about that in one second. So, go. real quick, getting back to this. So, um, uh, so I told you the amount of people. Uh, so basically, nineteen people or twenty people were executed. Yes, um, sixteen women, four men. Yep. Uh, nineteen were hanged. One was squished, smushed. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Just, I mean, smushed. that's just the most horrifying death ever. Yes. Um, and uh, March 27, 19 or sixteen ninety two, nineteen. Um, at, that's when that special court was formed. And then, uh, the, the, there was a minister who actually protested the this court. The minister was named um, uh, Cotton Mather. Cotton. And, yep. So Minister Cotton Mather tried to get the court to not use specter evidence. Okay. And that became kind of a thing. Um, and, it, you know, he protested it for a while, but it was overlooked mostly. And then um, his son also started getting involved. His son was named um, Increase Mather. Which, which is good. It's better favorite. than decrease. It is. And it's still my favorite thing ever. <laughs> he, but he's the president of Harvard. So he's kind of has some pull there in Massachusetts. Okay. Increase was. But I mean, this is all before Harvard was anything. Other no, than Harvard. Harvard was the first university. In the I know, United but States. it was yeah. just. Yeah, but it was still. I mean, but. At but that it point, wasn't Harvard no, then. It was not Harvard. Harvard. But it was Harvard. <laughs> So well, anyway, there's no Yale to compete against. God, right? What really, what really, it seems what really made the difference was that um, Governor Phillips, his wife was being looked at for witchcraft. So that's where he, to be honest, like it said, they basically say after the president of Harvard came forward and started like saying spectral evidence is a problem, he changed. But to be truthful. It was. It probably it had was more to do with his wife being looked at for witchcraft. It's so. Interesting, like the correlation there. Like it's kind of like when you know somebody who's queer, uh -huh. and you're able to somehow suddenly change your mind about queer people. That's exactly. Um, so he uh, dismantled the original court, started a new court, um, uh, Superior Court of. You can pronounce that word for me. Judicature. Yeah. Judicature. Lawyer. Judicature. But yeah. A so chur. basically, he um, just wanted the word "dick" in there. Uh, superior court. So he started a new court, <laughs> and they didn't use spectral evidence, but they still were going after witches. So okay. it was still, I mean, it wasn't the exact same, but it was. They kind of had the same plight. Now the difference is, the like before. Um, most of the people that were thought of as witches were convicted. Right. In this new court, there were uh, 56 people that were being held um, at being accused of witches and uh -huh. they were uh, being accused of witchcraft and only three of them were convicted. Okay, so without so, the spectral evidence, that made a huge difference. Huge difference. Um, uh, but eventually, eventually, like after all the protests and stuff like that, it did come out that, like, basically, this is bullshit. It's not real anyway. Um, nobody else was uh, hanged after the initial uh, 20 people were. Mm -hmm. Even the three people that were convicted later were set free. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, in 17, uh, 1702, the trials were declared unlawful. Um, and what they did decide to do to kind of make it up to the whole community was they decided to have one day of fasting. Oh, that yeah. sounds like yeah, a great... Yeah, for sure. So one day of fasting. Way. And to be fair... So in other words, 
we don't have any food, so my we're guess... sorry, and <laughs> let's not eat today to honor the witches. My guess is in the 1700s, they weren't <laughs> eating that much anyway. Exactly. So those motherfuckers decided to, you know, participate in one, at a one-day fast in order to be, like, basically, like, uh, kind of, you know, we apologize. We apologize. Yeah. This is the way we're going to try to start making up for making amends. So they did a one-day fast. One day. I'm just going to say again one more time. A one-day fast. Um, after 19 people were hanged, one man was pressed. Pressed. Smushed. To death. Smushed. Which is a very different connotation yep. in Jersey Shore. Two, we'll get into that. <laughs> 200 people accused. Smushed. He was pressed to death. Motherfucker was laid out with just rocks put on him and pressed. Oh, my God. That, that is, is actually horrifying. one of the museums in Salem. I do remember that. Not like the actual, but like it talks a bit about him. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Horrifying. So, so yeah, so a big fucking mess. Um, and you know, because again, it's a Puritan society, they they basically said, okay, um, you know, uh maybe, maybe it wasn't right. Maybe what we did was not the best thing, you know, maybe it wasn't actually maybe this wasn't witchcraft. Um they didn't apologize formally, and <laughs> the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, did not apologize for formally until 1957. What? Where they actually said, like, we are sorry, we were wrong. Up until then, there was so many fucking excuses, and you can look up all of these excuses. It had to do with hysteria. It was it was all, like, based in, like, um, misogyny and, like, all this just, like, crazy fucking yeah, there was homophobia wow. in there oh, i'm sure there was um internalized homophobia a lot of a couple of the men some of the men who were considered in you know like some of the witnesses and some of the judges were also like thought to be gay and there was just a lot mm -hmm. of like internalized homophobia um obviously well, misogyny. you know it's interesting like that the term faggots actually comes from burning witches what I yeah don't know that. Yeah, it because the kindling that was used to burn the witches at the stake, they called those faggots. The dried sticks were faggots. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's so interesting. Yeah. Um so okay, so uh, so they burned witches on faggots. Fuck, man. This world is so or with fucked. faggots, yeah. Totally fucked. Um so, now real quick, uh Again, since I'm I'm not from Mass, but I lived there for a really long time. It's my favorite state. I love it. Uh, so this Salem witch trials did not happen in Salem. They happened in a place called Danvas. Danvas, Danvas. Mass. Danvas. And there's a reason why we're saying it like this. And we were actually going to leave a little link as to why we're saying it like yeah, this. Yeah, we'll leave the link. Because it's fucking brilliant. Danvas. Danvas. Um, but uh, so Salem Village, there are parts of Salem that did happen as far as like kind of in the historical context with like the Gallows Hill and stuff. There are parts of like Salem, but Salem Village was Danvers. Um, so in uh, Danvers is kind of thought to be cursed at this point. Now, there's a lot of battles that took place up there. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of reasons, you know, um, obviously there's every fucking reason for every place in the United States to be cursed, considering what we did to the Native Americans yeah. who, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything. Um, but uh, so in 1878 in Danvers, Mass, they built a um, an insane asylum because that's what it was called then. It was mm -hmm. literally called, actually it was called, 
It's called a lunatic asylum. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they built a state hospital there. And that state hospital was for, it, it, you know, it originally it was actually a pretty, uh, it was thought of as a pretty kind of safe place, a place for people who were um, developmentally different. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, with uh, mental um, deficits, uh, just everything. Sure. Um, and, you know, late 1800s, also a lot of women ended up yeah, being, well, I yeah. mean, if you've ever looked at any of the historical, like, reasons yes. for a woman to be... Which we are going to get into yeah. this month, because yes. this month is our spooky month. And if there's anything that you hear a lot about, it's all fucking hysterical women. <laughs> hysterical, crazy women. Yeah. Well, Danvers was one of the biggest state mental institutions in the country at the time. So this has started. Um, big things, yes. A lot of women, uh, but also criminals. Also people, like, again, with mental... Um, uh, deficits yeah, with mental health issues and issues, yeah. everything, uh, criminally was, insane. Yep. As it was, well as just sort of mentally. Sure. And in the beginning, it was actually considered a pretty safe place. Uh, a lot of like, um, world renowned doctors worked there. People worked there. It was a teaching hospital. So there were a lot of, it was actually a nurse, uh, nursing teaching hospital too. So a lot of nurses went there to learn. Okay. Um, but in the, uh, mid 1900s, 1930s, 1940s, it started getting like, you know, budget cuts started happening, but it was also like starting to, you know, this is when mental health started really like breaking and it yeah. was like kind of a big thing. And then, like, you know, obviously you well, had like the stigma started to peel back. Yes. Right? And you started having like the, um, the fucking, you know, uh, from the twenties, it's fallout from the twenties, fallout from all of that. I got the thirties and the forties. Uh, and then at one point there were supposed to be, Danvers was supposed to house about 500 people at one point it, Houses about two hundred or um, two thousand and three hundred people. Holy shit! Around then, around overcrowding. Yes. Yeah. So, and and if you actually look at the hospital, it's kind of built like a like a bat, um, and there's wings that come out from the middle of it. Well, underneath that, there's basements and there's tunnels and stuff like that. And at that point, all these fucking people were kept downstairs in the tunnels and the basements, and it's really creepy and it's a gross history. Um, it's one of the first places that started implementing straight jackets. It's one of the first places that started using ther uh, shock therapy, and it's uh. also the first place in the United States that really started to lobotomize patients. Oh, okay. And most of these patients were women. Again, yeah. um, a lot of it, well, I mean, there were men too. And a lot of it was, um, uh, you know, like um, uh, women who are considered hysterical or any kind of like it, people with like um, violent past. There were a million reasons to yeah. lobotomize people. Yeah. Anybody who like, I mean, probably some of them are sociopaths, but if you have a, a different thought just, pattern, yeah. a lot of them are just. I mean, there. If you just read about lobotomies, like, there are there are stories where there's one boy, there's one man actually who's still alive today who was lobotomized, and he talks about his parents took him into a state house hospital because he they felt that he was um he he was daydreaming too much. Hmm. He was daydreaming. He lobotomized him. Oh, and it is he's a bus he's a bus driver now. And because uh -huh. the lobotomies happened up until the 80s. Oh, like yeah. they still kind of happen. They still they happen up until the 80s. There are still certain circumstances. I'm quite sure, yeah. Yeah, that the lobotomies still happen. And but Danvers lobotomized patients as opposed to like giving them lobotomies as like kind of a rescue from like just being you know, if it was that bad, they yeah. lobotomized patients to calm them down, to keep it's, them like, 
Yeah. yeah. And so it was a really fucking gross, scary-ass yeah. place. And that's like I was saying, like, with Session 9. Um, yeah, well, what you just described, like, Session 9, they kind of described the building as a bat. As like a bat. It is. Of it's a bat, a bat. Yep. yeah. So, but the craziest thing about that is that place is built right on the exact same place that John Proctor lived, who was one of the fucking judges that proceeded over the witch trials. Oh. And I mean, it is what it is, but it's still said to be like bad juju, you know? Like, oh yeah. yeah. And then on top of that, so that was open from 19 or from 1878 to 1992. And that closed down in 1992. Now it does get, you know, in the 80s when the budget cuts really started happening with these places, a lot of people were um like were made to like just move out and leave and stuff. And that gets into a lot of, um, we'll get into that because when we're going to talk about satanic panic and yeah. Satanism and stuff like that, there, yeah. a lot of things happened when a lot of these places actually had to release a lot of the patients. Sure. Yeah. So it's a big part of it. But, um, after that, so in, uh, 2005, um, uh, 2005, uh, a company built it and they decided to build condos on top of it. So they are a company, a company bought it and decided to build condos on top of it. So they bought it and they basically just tore down the whole structure. So that structure was still built. Like when you saw session nine and stuff, like the way that it was, it was still there up until 2005. 2005. So wait, was session nine actually filmed? Absolutely. <gasps> yep. Oh, I didn't yes, know. Yes. So after 2005, it was, they, they bought it. They destroyed, they, you know, like tore it down and they started to build condos and they kind of like, and this is the thing with mass. They start making them into like, not just condos because Massachusetts is so fucking expensive. Like it's so expensive. Yeah. So they build like these like kind of resort places where it'll be like a, you know, a whole apartment with like a grocery store and this and that and stuff. And they built like a whole thing on top of that. That motherfucker burnt down in 2007. <laughs> Really? Yep, it, the whole thing were down. I mean, at this point now, from what I know, they did rebuild and it's starting to be apartment apartment town, but it's still like it burnt down in 2007. So, oh, yes. What a shame that that place is gone, though. I right? mean, well, well, in the sense of like creep factor, I mean, like, listen, I'm a huge fan of that kind of I love it. shit. Wait, but, I'm sorry, there's more? I know I screwed up. I said John Proctor, I meant John Hawthorne. My uh, yeah. Okay. So that's just that's a, in denim. Yeah. But um, because I was just looking, I was Proctor is from the Crucible. Yeah. So I was like thinking that, but yeah, John Hawthorne. But um, so that's on Hawthorne Hill. So you can still like so you can still visit Hawthorne Hill and Danvers. And I did go to the bathroom there once because I was obsessed with fucking Danvers like that state hospital because of session nine and all the scariness. Yeah. So um my girlfriend at the time, we her she lived up in she was from Peabody which is like kind of north of there and uh we stopped down there and we went to the bathroom there and it was so fucking exciting so it's it's creepy though so that's uh Hawthorne Hill not Proctor sorry but um that's okay I mean they appreciate yeah. the correction yeah 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 it's funny though I mean it's interesting that you say that like it was once considered like the safe place because it's when I think about you know former asylums like I don't ever think especially back when like psychology and psychiatry was sort of first developing yeah like I just don't think of them as well, safe spaces I feel like people literally dropped their kids off well I think point. that there was one point I understand like, yeah. that what you're saying that at the time it was considered a safe space it's not safe it's not Absolutely. but I mean yeah but it's so funny to like sort of yes. that 
interesting, you know, the way yeah. it was perceived then versus in the beginning, it was supposed to be one of the safer. Well, because lunatic asylums, mental hospital, like that was kind of the norm, what they were like called that. So, but right. this was I feel one like of the that better was one of those things where it was like, we don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Person, so here you do it. And it was a teaching hospital. And there were like, to be fair, there are a lot of articles that like talk about people like the some doctors and nurses that were that worked there that wanted to change things mm -hmm. and to like really work towards it. Sure. But it be like I said, in the like, so when it became so big, when mental health started like and I, I think it has a lot to do with the, you know, the um uh, stock market crash and stuff like that because we're talking the 30s and the 40s mm. when like the boom happened where people like there were so many people institutionalized then so I'm assuming it had a lot to do with like the stock market crash and the whole you know the great depression sure. and things like that but um you know when you're talking about 500 people versus 2300 people right yeah and they again they were kept so they're I know that there are tunnels down there and I'm not going to say why, but I know that there are tunnels below it. A lot of tunnels and there's tons of them. You can get arrested. You won't get charged and booked, but you can definitely get arrested if you go in those tunnels. You okay. will get arrested. That's all I'm going to say. I totally have a new road trip in mind yeah. and I'm not going to go in those tunnels. Don't, well, you can listen. You, you will get arrested, but you won't get booked. I'm not going to I'm not tunnels. saying I've been arrested twice there, but you won't get booked. And so. I'm I'm saying that I'm not going to go to those tunnels yeah, at all, hell yeah. Or the Northville tunnels in Northville, you will get arrested there, but you you won't get booked. Yeah. But you won't go into Never those tunnels in that. the Northville tunnels. Never. Because they're not so fucking cool. Never. Six mile, five mile, actually, kind of like in center. Like, a little bit like if you center street but you go a little further uh east yeah know? i mean don't ever go there i won't i won't don't send me it on uh google maps or anything like that don't drop a pin for me don't let i'm not let's not go. go in the next like week or so to the northville tunnels never gonna do it okay never so that's basically the kind of the history with uh salem in danvers but you know i looked a lot into witchcraft now and you know, I mean, so I was trying to see if there are any kind of actual witch hunts. Now, there are some kind of interesting things like the lavender witch hunt and stuff, but that's not actual witch hunts. Basically, it's like, like McCarthyism. Right. Witch it's hunt. like yeah. witch hunts have become a euphemism now Absolutely. for, yeah. Which the, I wanted to talk today about yeah. actual witch hunts. But um, so that I started really thinking more about like, okay, well, what is it like with as far as witches even, witch hunts, which you know, what came, like, I wanted to see some kind of, like, draws into it, and then I started just kind of, like, randomly looking and then Googling, and it led me into, like, kind of, like, finding the parallels between, you know, growing up queer and being a witch, uh -huh. and it was really interesting, really interesting, because I didn't realize there were so many parallels, and I yeah. didn't realize, I mean, obviously, I kind of, like, remember the whole, like, what was it, like, become a lesbian, practice witchcraft, or what, you know, Yeah, like, the yeah. Pat yeah. Robertson thing, yeah. But, like, I, lo I looked into a lot of it, and um, I got some information. Uh, I mean, I looked into Wikipedia. I did look into a re two uh, 2020 refinery article from Amanda Kaur about why queer people love witchcraft. And she talks a lot about, like, it being kind of empowerment. You know, taking away, like, basically, like, the thing with, you know, queer identity is it's it's really hard to, like, 
come out and be like, this is who I am, as opposed to like being who you are, creating who you are, saying who you are, having like power over that narrative. Yeah. You know, you're coming out in a place with like, you're immediately, um, um, relinquishing, relinquishing, God, I can't speak. Um, I don't speak well sometimes, but it's but you're smart yeah. and that's okay. Relinquishing control, but you know, with with witchcraft, they're you're really like kind of holding on to that control, and yeah. you can find queer identity in that community so easily. Now they talk a lot. Yeah, I don't mean to like minimize it because I understand you know when we're talking about like um, paganism and um, uh, like being um, Wiccan and stuff. I'm talking more about like. I'm not even more about, but like sometimes, like they have like quit kitchen witches and like just witchcraft in general. Yeah, like there's a, sort like, of the way witch witch witchery is sort of used in popular nomenclature without it yes. actually being about witchcraft or cottage core lesbian witchcraft like, kind of things. Yeah, yeah, but the aesthetic of witchery. Yes, thank you. That's the right yeah. word for it. There's so much aesthetic right now yeah. going on with witchcraft, kitchen witch. Kitchen witches, you know, witchery, cottage core. Yeah. I see you, folklore, Taylor Swift. Anyway, um, but yeah, like I like the idea of like thinking about it as like empowerment though. Um, you know, it's about like self-care. Yeah. And then sometimes turning to tarot or things like that for advice when you can't actually just turn to a lot of other things for advice. Yeah. You know, finding that self-care within in in nature and in the world and in, you know, in yeah. in but not rejecting God, but like rejecting these godly ideas, this like kind of like religious like um doctrines that like are so specific and and they're really patriarchal. Like it's very, you know, you know, it doesn't it talks it's it's patriarchal, but it's also so removed from life experience. Absolutely. I mean yes. the rituals involved, I mean in terms of like, and it's still witchcraft. It's still when you the rituals is the right word because there's still all of that in the Bible. Not yeah. witchcraft, but there's so no much. for sure. But yeah. like all of that stuff, it's so far removed from like your regular daily life. I mean, it's not the way we live anymore. It's not the way we do things anymore. And so you you know you go to these these rituals where somebody is performing the ritual in front of you as sure, opposed yeah. to you being a part of the ritual itself, right? I mean. Certainly there's some call and response, but you're not really actively participating in this ritual that's yep. happening, right? Yeah. There's a person performing it for you. And with witchcraft, you kind of get to take control of that, right? Yeah. And that's take what I mean. Like em empowerment. Your own yep. sort of spirituality and your own ownership of like autonomy, your autonomy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Autonomy is huge. And also I really liked the idea of like, it's a safe space, but people call each other on bullshit. Like it's not, it's a safe place, but it's not a safe space to land and be like, I mean, I'm sure there is like every other community, like racism, this, that, that, but, but for the most part, a lot of these places and these spaces are, are pretty like attuned to, racism and sexism and they you know like it's kind of like being the best you can be you know like and I hate to use the word woke but like <laughs> being kind of woke in that way that like you can't just come in and be like well you know I mean I don't know like well you have to at least be open to and I think if you're approaching witchcraft as a source of spirituality you're sure. open-minded enough to have an acceptance of things that are 
probably not necessarily like mainstream belief systems yeah. and things like that. So you're you're more open to otherness. the experience and yeah. the otherness of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think otherness is be, a perfect living word. truthful and yeah. like I don't know. I think all of that like resonates so much with the LGBTQ plus community. Like. I love that. I love those parallels. I love learning about that. You know, like that was one of, I mean, I like learning about the history of it, but like the future of it is, it's really interesting. We're in a really interesting place right now because there's in queer culture, like it's, it's really being talked about, you yeah. know? And I mean, it's also respected. It's like, okay, there are witches and witchcraft is, you know, can be one thing, but also the kitchen, which is and people that can, it can be another thing and it can be an aesthetic, but it, they're tr people are trying to approach it in the most respectful and best way possible. Cause most of the people that try to do that stuff usually are pretty respectful and are woke in that way that like, you know, like, yeah, I, I mean, like that. I would also like to say that there are a lot of those people as well who are intrigued by, witchcraft and and the aesthetic of mm -hmm. it who are trying to like bullshit their way through fucking life i mean like there is still sure yeah like the the people who will take advantage of you yeah and yes, utilize yes. that sort of culture to like suck you in yeah but i, I mean, mean they're everywhere like, for, for sure but i feel like in for the most part you'd be hard not hard pressed but it'd be more difficult to find somebody in that community versus the christian community Versus more mainstream communities. Like, I feel like a lot of it. I don't it, know. I mean, like, maybe, maybe not. I mean, because you do see a lot of, like, quote, unquote, witches selling their goods and services, even though it's just not really, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I always have an issue with the selling of that. Yeah, capitalism. Kind of, yeah, the capitalism. Yeah, commerce. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I think mean, that when you, when you throw capitalism and commerce into it, it seems less witchy to me. But I mean, like, on the one hand, like, I kind of get it. It's like, you got to make a living. But on the other hand, it's sort of like, mm. yeah. well, I mean, I do actually know somebody who is a self-identified, but like a pretty big one in the community. Uh, and there's a lot of sales involved in this person in a store and mm -hmm. like different things. So I don't, I mean, I don't know enough about it to you say. You know, honestly, so. I'm really right now specifically thinking of like, mostly people who are like selling their shit over Etsy for like, I can draw your soulmate right now. Just send me your birth yeah. date. You know, that kind of stuff. I can find that? Oh yeah. That's all over Etsy huh. and stuff. You can get your soulmate drawn for I you. I need my soulmate drawn. Immediately. What if it's Texas? It probably will Wouldn't it be. be so cute if it was like his <laughs> little face? No, but um, no, I get it. But I'm saying for the most part, maybe but not. But those necessarily maybe not aren't the... people identified as witches. Those might just be people who are, you know, like, Trying to make a buck off of like maybe not witchcraft, but maybe what I'm talking about is the intent of witchcraft. Like I feel like the intent for sure is more noble than the intent intent of like a lot of other organized religions. Like the idea of it, the people who like are really, you know, I feel like the intent is to be more um like the atonement, but at one mint and like being like with the earth and be, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's it's probably like I don't know. There's something to it. And I feel like there's some kind of like um, a, a reach that's like a, a, a good reach. I I, I mean, I agree. I love I. But I you're right. Yeah. Etsy I was is filled with it. I was initially drawn to witchcraft, I think, when I was younger because of sort of the, the movie the craft. Huh? Just kidding. No, no. Long before that. I fucking love I'm that movie. I'm so though. old. And they're uh, remaking it. We'll so talk about that later. Old. But. 
They are remaking Nev it. Nev Campbell. Oh my god, that's gonna be so fun! Is the fucking love of my life. They're remaking it this month. It's gonna be on Netflix. We'll see. We'll it's see. Gonna be fun. But Nev Campbell, love of my life. Anyway, oh, go ahead. Anyway, uh, oh, I love Faroudza Volk. I yeah. love her too. I do too. She's <laughs> fucking awesome. And they do. There's actually. I did see in the trailer for the new craft. There's a. At one point, they're like looking. Somebody's looking through a book, and there's a picture of Fruits of all. So nice. she does, is involved in it. So I like good, that. Good, yeah. good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, no, so no. What got me into it initially, I think, was you know just sort of the mystery and the. Uh, I mean, we did go to Salem when I was a young kid. Yeah, like, and we, you know, yeah. So you know, yeah, it's. But I mean, I was a kid. Like yeah. I was probably in like fourth grade. So I mean, yeah. do I remember it here and there? I mean, I remember. More the feeling and the sort of uh, environment, you know, sure, the, sort yeah. of the feeling of everything than the It's like a haunted carnival, things. yeah. Um, I do remember knowing my way around a particular house that we toured through, like knowing where everything was. That's wild. Before we yeah. got to those rooms. I feel like, Hawthorne's house is there. Yeah, I know. Is that the Seven Gables house? Yes. House okay, Gables, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went there. Um I so a, I got into I took a pirate ship to because Salem. of oh that's so cool. I mean I went to Salem a million times, but one time I took a pirate ship. But that's you know what's amazing. embarrassing? I puked over the side of it. Oh body horror. But then I took Adderall and woke up and was like, okay. <laughs> so my memory <laughs> of the fucking pirate ship is puking in Adderall. That's the story of my life in Boston. Drugs. I love you, Boston. <laughs> it was free ADHD. Anyway, it was but, free ADHD. It was for ADHD. Oh, I thought you said free ADHD. It was I was like, ADHD. it's free, free for everybody. It was for ADHD. <laughs> it wasn't for any other reason. But I definitely did puke over the side of it. But the pirate ship was dope. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, I got into it just because of the whole, you know, mystery and intrigue sure, around yeah. it. And I mean, my mom is a huge mystery lover and my dad yeah. as well. So, I mean, that probably kind of started my journey, their love of mysteries. But then, you know, all of the like little things, the tours and stuff. And then just the, 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 yeah, the mystery around it and the, and the power of magic. Right. I mean, all of that stuff is so fascinating, but I think honestly, like what keeps me in terms of witchcraft is exactly what you're saying is all of the, like, the regular day-to-day -day stuff that you do that is ritualistic, that makes you feel connected to the earth. Uh -huh. It makes you feel connected to your community and makes you feel connected to the people around you. Because to me, that's kind of what like everyday practicing witchcraft is, right? That's is so cool. Just those yeah. sorts of things. And so Nature, I think that's, yeah. that's kind of what keeps me grounded in it. Tea, cardamom, shit oh, like that. Hell yeah. But do you, okay, but speaking of all of this stuff, one of the interesting things in my uh, my studies in terms of <laughs> <laughs> the European witch hunts was all of the fucking times where bad weather was blamed on witches. What do you mean? Kind of similar to like right now where bad shit, like a bad hurricane happens and it's blamed on the gays. Oh, yeah. It's not, oh, which, it's not an uncommon. It's been is, happening yes, for yes. fucking ever. It's really? Just, it oh, used to, to be the witches. That. Now it's the gays. The gays, yes. Yep. Isn't that fun? Yes. <laughs> All right, so all right, so I love it. Um, all right, should we get to our questions? Let's do questions. Let's do questions. Ooh. 
<laughs> it is that time. It is. I want you to hear crosses. <laughs> fucking love it. It's October. October. Cheers. Cheers to October. I'm so fucking excited. And witches and queers. It's October again. It's October. We have so many fun October surprises for you guys, just so you know. So many fun October surprises Um, that have nothing to do with October surprise campaign stuff. Woohoo. What? They always say there's an October surprise right before a big election. We're not doing any of that. We're not talking about that. Spooky, scary October Halloween stuff. That's we have what I'm so. We, this is our holla, uh, our holla scream month. Holla queer. We're holla queer. Holla queen. Holla queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have another one. Good. Anyway, who's your crush? Uh, my crush this week. Um, I'm just gonna say her name because I'm probably gonna say it wrong. Dom- Dominique Provost. Chocolate. <laughs> now, so I started watching this show. No, so remember, which we've talked about a million times, um, representation and barrier gaze, this and the other. Oh, there yeah. is one show that stands um, the test of time that has represented a queer, like, uh, female relationship so well. And they come out and tweet about them all the time. They even say, like, we love their love and blah, blah, blah. And it is Winona Earp. So, you know... Um, oh! I have heard of this okay. show. So, Wyatt Earp? Yeah, it's yes. like a sci-fi show. It is. I have had this show recommended to me so many times. So, it is... First of all, it's it's kitschy, but it's fun. Well, I love sci-fi in general. It's fun. It so is it's sci-fi. something I need and to check I out. And I really like it. The It's it's very female-driven. Isn't she like the... like? descendant of, of yep Wyatt Earp, Wyatt Earp right. so basically she lives they live in this town called um uh da, da, da. what's that town called in hell um not Hades but what's give me some more in hell yeah what's what's there's a town called? in hell no what's what is <laughs> purgatory I, oh purgatory's not in hell purgatory's in between I'm, it's hell whatever purgatory so they live in like purgatory somewhere out west okay and she's um so there's a a woman who's character is uh the direct ascendant of Wyatt Earp and it's kind of like they fight like these bad guys that come from like different realms and stuff and it's fun well her little sister is um uh so it's played by this character and um by this woman yes by the by this woman and it is like the most endearing queer relationship that i've ever seen wait ever. is this the queer relationship that uh inspired them to come out in real life okay because i remember uh the one of the other i think the other one was your crush another time or i don't know you told me about this on another episode i feel like well, but not this woman well so what did i what did i tell you about uh, it might have been... Well, this is Waverly. So, Winona's little sister, okay. Waverly. And her girlfriend, Waverly Earp, and her girlfriend is Nicole Hot, And she's, like, like a cop. And it's, so it's like, Waverly and Nicole. And they're so cute. But it's, like, like I said before, because I'm really trying to invest in, like, like shows that don't fucking kill off queer women characters, lesbians, because they all do it. And the, the 100 was the one that I was watching, and they right. killed off all the characters in my life. Blah, blah, blah. But um, this show is just, I, I'm, it's good. And it's uh, right now they're on the fourth season. Um, 
And I will say, uh, well, this is like a little controversial, but there was a sex scene last scene last season, and I've never seen anything like it on TV. <laughs> I mean, they really go for it. The stairs, everybody who's watched the show knows exactly what I'm talking about. The fucking stairs, I've never seen anything like that. Um, legally, like I've seen things like it, but like not like on TV. On TV, but um, not on like regular broadcast. Exactly, TV. like not. I've seen, definitely seen it on the internet, but not like, yeah. But anyway, so um, Waverly and Nicole are this couple. And they're just, so Waverly's the little sister of the main character, who's Winona Earp. Um, Waverly's kind of a main character, too. And, I mean, they're, they, sci-fi is, like, committed to basically be like, we're not killing them off. Like, we love their love. We love their relationship. It's not going anywhere. Oh, love it. So, like, on all the, like, the um, Comic-Cons and stuff, they're always together, and they answer questions, and they're so cute, and I love them. And um, Catherine Barella is the other one who plays her. She's really hot, too, but um, Dominique is so cute. She's a cutest girl. Nice. I love it. They're the best girls. And you should watch this show. I will. Especially if you like, like, kind of campy sci-fi. Oh, I do. And I actually really enjoy it because it's funny. It's clever. It's probably like one. It's like one of my favorite genres. Like right after you like will horror comedy. Fucking love like, it. Because it's sci-fi. also horror comedy. All of that. Like it's all that, yeah. and you'll love it. And the the in the queer relationship starts up in like episode two or three, and it just goes. And it's a big part of the show. Okay. It's not I'm totally check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I've had really awesome, like, people who I trust their recommendations. It's good. Have recommended it. It's... And I haven't started it, and I don't know why I haven't started it. Yeah, mostly yeah, yeah. because I've just had always other shit things going on. on. There's and... always things going on. Yeah. But this show, I watch it, and I'm like, okay, I love it. And okay. I hear the music now, and I'm like, oh, I'm oh, excited. I, yeah. I love it when I hear the music. The of music's show, good, yeah. I think you'll like it. Because it's rare that that happens. And All like, right, so my crush is going to be actually political. I am sorry. Always political. But I am bringing some politics in tonight. Into it. Apologies, queerdos. And this is going to be a pretty controversial crush, I feel like. Really? There are a lot of people who are going to disagree with this crush no matter what. And that's going to be Hills. Hillary Loco? Rodham Clinton. Clinton. Okay. Um, and the reason that she's my crush is this. And it, it is not because I think Hillary is this unstained, un, you know, this woman who has lived this like saintly life by any stretch of the imagination, nor is it because I think she's beautiful. It's because I think she has been the target of one of the most recent witch hunts. That's perfect. In history. And here's the deal. Trump likes to throw around the term witch hunt in spite of the fact that witch hunts actually connotate something that, you know, people who are marginalized, people who are like the worst off in society are like, he is not that. And granted, by all accounts, Hillary is far from the worst off in our society. But women in general are marginalized, particularly when they run for office. Women seeking power, they've done studies on this, women seeking power are notoriously hated and villainized. And honestly, I just think that she has been villainized in ways that have been outrageous, as outrageous as the witch hunts from hundreds of years ago. I think that's a great crush. I And so listen, that's, where that's where I'm landing. I mean, it has nothing to do with her policies. It has nothing to do with love or hatred of her. It has to do with the fact that that woman has been villainized by fucking everyone. And the right wing 
has seriously steer-headed that, but like the left wing has fallen prey to that. And I just I like say, that. you know, that's a good crush. Yeah, Hillary's had it hard. I have not as hard as most of us, but in terms of vilification. That woman has been dragged. Dragged is right. And I'm not going to lie. I Listen, so there's something to be said. You know, you, okay, so you know my type. And there's something that Hillary has, especially from like the 90s of this like kind of, do you remember like Princess Di, that whole like 90s look of like the sweatshirt and those glasses and I don't know how to explain it, if I can find it. Oh my word. It, the, the look, there's like this look that I am so into, and Hillary has it. So, okay, well, I definitely, cool. yeah. I mean, I'm well, not maybe saying, we can put a link up to that image. I'm in not show saying, notes. but I'm saying, you're like, saying cute as a button. I, there's something about it. This, <laughs> like, that sweatshirt and those, like, it's like this 90s kind of. Anyway, I'll have to like, I, I just have to find it. Yeah. I think that today's episode was super fun. Right? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me Thanks too. Thanks for hanging out, Nicole. I had so much fun hanging out with you. It was fun. We always have fun. Always I'm going to burn you next week, but that's fine. Honestly, I don't blame you. Like a witch. I don't blame you. All right, so um, can they find us online if they want to? I think they can at Queerdos on Facebook. Our Queer Podcast on Instagram. And Sunday we're actually going to release a TikTok video. Well, yeah, you should be on TikTok anyway. Totes going to happen. You should be on TikTok. But until next week. Stay weird. Be queer. And we'll see you next week. We love you. Witches. (laughs) Happy October. Maybe you wouldn't have to advertise as much for us on Route 34. Yeah. Where's that? Danvers? Fancy, huh? Fuck you.